Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Bernie Garrett, welcome to The Opinion Line. Uh, joining us from, from Vancouver. The title of the book is an interesting one, The New Alchemists. Alchemists were fellas who turned, or said they turned, metal into gold. So effectively the book is about con men, isn't it? It is, yeah. And uh, I, th- I came across the title um, basically thinking about uh, the way in which... Um, modern day health practitioners um, are seeking sort of magical remedies in, in many respects, which is actually something the, um, the alchemists were also known for. They were, look, they were also seeking for um, a potion of uh, long levity or, or the elixir of life was one of the other things they were trying to do as well as turn uh, metals into gold. And of course, it was inundated with fraudsters and cheats who made promises and ran off with people's money. Um, uh, so it, it's unfortunately a similar sort of um, situation today in much of sort of healthcare practice. Of course, there's many forms of healthcare. There's what you might call traditional mainstream healthcare, mainstream hospitals, mainstream doctors. And then there's alternative healthcare, alternative practice, complementary medicine, some people like to call it. Are you completely down on complementary stroke alternative medicine? I'm not completely down on it. I mean, to be honest, it, it doesn't really exist as a category. People make this assumption that there's these two types of medicine. Basically, there's medicine that works and medicine that doesn't work. And uh, sometimes there are some things and therapies that come out of uh, not necessarily the traditional medical sort of biomedical side that are actually useful and they're, they're helpful to us in our healthcare. But um, there's also an awful lot of sort of uh, as I go into in the book not just in medical practice but also in what's called the alternative health world and the wellness world um, where there's an awful lot of deception as well so it goes across the board and that that was one of the things I wanted to highlight in the book it isn't just about alternative medicine problems there it's across the board but uh, unfortunately there's an awful lot of deception out there in the alternative health world social media does not help absolutely And, and that's part of the problem I mean, my background as well is as a technologist in in healthcare. And um, one of the big problems is this huge growth in social media, which which has been great for a number of things. But um, in terms of sort of spreading misinformation and deception, it's a huge issue at the moment. I mean, if we look in the US, we have a completely divided country on the the value of vaccination there, uh, where a lot of these sort of myths about the dangers of the vaccines and the issues relative to the actual risk of COVID-19 are being spread using social media and the same globally. You began to write the book before the emergence of COVID. You almost preempted it, didn't you, given the amount of nonsense that's out there 
these days. Well, well, yeah, absolutely. And, and the interesting thing is that um, I wrote the book actually the year before COVID and I almost finished it when COVID started. And then my publisher said, hey, you've got to look at what's happening with COVID. And um, we moved into that, including it and delayed the publication. But yeah, I mean, the World Health Organization the year before was saying the, you know, the growth of the anti-vaccination movement was one of the big threats to global health. And that was before COVID arrived. And um, much of that was due to the spread of misinformation and deception, um, primarily through um, the internet and social media, which has has funneled and channeled that sort of um, argument. And so when COVID-19 came along and the pandemic started, um, there was similar, we saw similar things. Even uh, President Trump got caught up with it, recommending um, (laughs) non-approved treatments for um, COVID-19. So it's a major issue. It is a constant problem for a person looking for help. You know, you have something wrong with you. You have something wrong with a loved one. And a parent of a sick child or the partner of a loved one with an illness, you will go to the ends of the earth, Bernie, to try to find something. And then you get pounced on by a charlatan and they reel you in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the problems, a lot of the problems that cause this uh, are problems with our existing health systems. People don't get satisfactory treatment from existing um, medical uh, services and um, health provision that's available. And so they seek alternatives, as we all do. We, nobody wants to live with chronic health issues or problems. So, so we look at um, alternatives. But unfortunately, there is an awful lot of people out there who prey on people with uh, and, and don't have the same sort of ethical standards or, or social conscience that they even, you know, most people have uh, and will happily um, use that to their advantage and try and sell detective cures or, or even sort of uh, put themselves in the position of being fake practitioners. An interesting example I raise in the book is the ones of the fake cancer clinics, which really are, are the very low bar and the, some of the worst types of exploitation that I see. And there's a number of them in the US. Um, they tend to also operate in countries that have more lax um, regulation on those, um, where they promise all sorts of experimental treatments or, or you know, basically fake and hokum treatments. Uh, can resolve people's cancer. And we get people traveling from around the world to visit those clinics on their last hope that they're, you know, with the fake fake promises that they can cure them uh, and spending an awful lot of money on the process and, of course, not not making any difference. What one regularly reads as well, YouTube is a great place for this, the things they don't want you to know. Why are people drawn into something that is clearly nonsense the things they don't want you to know yeah it's a really interesting question and um it's a part of the one of the reasons i got interested in this was the psychology behind this the psychology of persuasion that is used to engage people in these sorts of scams and deceptive behaviors and um this one's really a social conditioning type of uh, or, or i should say more social networking type of um, aspect to our psychology that um, if, if, if a group that you're involved with starts suggesting things that they like or whatever, there is an inclination and we know people tend to like to agree or to, to 
conform with that social group. Uh, and part of that is how the conspiracy theories work, because they get a group of people that, that point to one thing that may actually have a grain of truth in it. Um, for example, um, the pharmaceutical industry behaves particularly badly. And again, I document that in the book. Yeah. There, there's numerous cases of, of what was called big pharma behaving particularly badly and, and uh, uh, egregiously. So the, the, that is an element of truth that you can take. But then they'll extend that with arguments saying, well, well, yes, and um, what they've done is they've developed these cures that they don't want anybody to know about, and the, 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 there's cures for cancer, cures for whatever, and it's all a big conspiracy. Yeah, we, we've got a guy that regularly sends us messages to say they know the cure, they just don't want to lose the money they're making on drugs. Follow that story. Do some real journalism. But the do your research argument, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which comes up, how do you sheeple do your research? Um, I mean, this is this is the issue, and and it's it, it happens in steps, but it's by this sort of process of social conformity, um, you know, and the, they use this in the advertising quite a lot of these products and services, um, typically suggesting they're either scarce or there's a conspiracy to to hide them. I mean, the, the fact is, and, and again, I, I, we do talk about this in the book, that if if there was a conspiracy of of that size, it would mean that you know every nurse, doctor, physiotherapist, and practitioner would be covering this up, and, and the scale of it's enormous. And, and it, why would they do that? It makes absolutely no sense. Uh, and of course, the alternative is that you know if they did have a cure for cancer, they they'd be able to make billions. Uh, so why wouldn't they be doing that uh, rather than keeping people in in cancer treatment? It would be far more lucrative to treat cancer um, than prolong it. So there, there's also there's also sort of fun fundamental problems with the logic of their arguments. But if you have a friend or someone you trust who says, um, you know, uh, the, the, hey, have you seen this? This this seems, you know, this argument seems um, kosher and that there's, there's issues with um, people covering up uh, or conspiring or they don't want you to know this fact. People tend to believe that more. Hmm. We all kind of, I think, particularly in the context of the pandemic, We've all got one friend at this stage or one acquaintance who's gone down a rabbit hole and believes the other stuff. But what these people do, the new alchemists, as you call them, they then take your money off you. That's the most insidious part. Absolutely. And there's lots of very sophisticated techniques for doing that, um, even simply on it internet um, sort of clickbait advertisements that, you know, say something like um, they can cure your baldness or, you know, lose weight, amazing product or whatever. And and then they have some sort of um, thing that attracts you to it, like free offer or celebrity endorsement, something like that. And just clicking on that ad makes them money because they have counters that visit them and advertising on their sites. And as soon as you click on it, you're actually contributing to making money. So there's, there's lots of techniques to do that. But the other ones are, of course, you know, direct payments or subscription schemes. This is very common with acne products. Um, you see a lot of companies, particularly here in North America, where they'll sell products aimed at teenagers, young adults, which is particularly prone to, you know, acne. We all go through that period period of our lives. And uh, they promise miraculous cures of, but you have to sign up to a program you know, where they, they deliver these um, cosmetic and, and health um, products to you uh, on the basis of a, you know, three month or six month or year subscription. And they're usually quite expensive. And what they're actually selling you is stuff you can get over the counter from the local pharmacist, chemist, um, the costs, you know, 
uh, a few pounds at the most. Uh, it's, 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 it's very interesting how they do this. So they have very well versed strategies of extracting money um, from people. And usually the outlay is very little, um, whereas, whereas the, the, the actual payments that they get, the remuneration is quite large. Have you got a, a particularly outrageous example of that that you can think of? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Uh, well, the ac- acne products are quite common, and I won't mention the companies because they do love to sue. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but you can find them. You know, they're they're advertising these subscription uh, products that that come out a lot. You know, miraculous weight loss vitamin supplements designed to boost your immune system, um, and uh, also you know, th- there's celebrities endorsing this sort of stuff as well. I mean, the, the Goop website is a particularly interesting site because there is all sorts of products on there that are very expensive and um the health the science behind their you know the actual whether these products do anything or not has been notoriously sort of debunked by by numbers of people you mentioned vitamin supplements and that's very topical at the moment because throughout the the pandemic we've been reading about and i for one and many around me have been taking more vitamin D. What's the lowdown on supplements, Bernie? Because every shop is full of them. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's uh, shops that are totally just based around selling supplements. It's, it's an interesting growth industry. I mean, if you look at it, I, I, I think I mentioned in the book that you know, when I was a teenager, they didn't exist, uh, but mm. now they're everywhere. And it's a, it is a multi-billion dollar industry now. So, yeah, look, to be honest, um, every vitamins we know are very useful for us. We need them. They're essential for yeah. our well-being. And um, so with other um, minerals as well, such as, you know, things like zinc, and we 
there's various things we need in our body on a daily basis. So there's good reason why those supplements might be useful for some people. However, the issue is they're only really useful to you if you have a deficiency in them um, and you don't have enough in your diet. And some people don't. So that's that's a you know reasonable thing to suggest as well. That if you if you are you know don't have enough vitamin C, that is bad for your health. We know that mm. historically and, and scientifically well demonstrated. The issue is if we say, well, actually, if you double the amount of vitamins you take and you take more than you need, it'll give you even more health. That argument tends to fall apart. We don't have any good scientific evidence that is the case. I mean, taking even more vitamin D doesn't boost your immune system anymore. Um, it does help, obviously, with bones and various other mm. um, physiological processes in the body. But there's no real evidence that taking more of them works better. What's very useful in the book Bernie, is that you, you you devote a chunk of it towards the end in how to recognize a scam, how to recognize a racket effectively. So just summarize it for for listeners. Are there are three or four things you can do. You see something anywhere, Facebook, YouTube, television, filter that out now and make sense of it. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot you can do. And as I say, we have this, we developed, we did a research project a few years back where we looked at, you know, this was based on internet health scams particularly, but how to avoid them. Um, and there's there's a certain buzzwords and keywords you can look for for a start. Um, for example, science hasn't caught up with this amazing discovery that they're trying to sell you yet. Um, usually the one of the key early indications is miraculous or amazing results promised. There's no doctor or nurse is going to pr- you know, give, pr- give you advice that, yes, we can cure you and uh, we'll give you 100% because it doesn't work like that. Health is so complex, it, it's not easy to say that. So anyone who's complain- com- you know, suggesting miraculous or amazing results, usually in very short time period, is usually a big red flag. Um, as Others, you know, people creating groundbreaking new research is often suspect as well, because what usually happens in the research process, it takes several years for research to actually get into practice, by which time it's quite commonly available. Um, So that's the other thing, scarcity. Are they saying they're the only supplier of this miracle product? If someone's saying, you know, the stocks are disappearing soon, get yours now. Um, That's a classic line that they tend to to throw in there. But also, you know, saying it's only available from this source. And again, I I refer back to the acne products. Often they'll say our product, our special compound is only available through our company. So people buy into that. It's this idea that somebody's discovered something uh, who's not a health professional at all, and it's a miracle cure, and it works brilliantly. And uh, but the, the medical uh, conspiracy wants to to keep it um, uh, under wraps and, and not you not to know about it. And then lastly, there's the appeal to um, traditional remedies, natural remedies, that sort of thing. I mean, everything is really natural that, that, that in most of the pharmaceutical world, there's very few drugs that are created completely synthetically. Everything is is created from natural products. But this argument that everything is natural, the naturalistic fallacy is a problem. People making soup out of grass and taking it instead of medicine from the doctor. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, um, the, the, and the weird thing is often the, these natural products are delivered in completely unnatural ways. So <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense logically. And the other classic thing that usually you see in, in these um, types of marketing of these deceptive products um, is the use of testimonials rather than good scientific evidence. And the trouble is, 
good scientific evidence is not always easy for the public to understand. But, you know, a testimonial from somebody who used it and said, hey, it worked for me is. So, so people often use those. Hmm. The, the book, by the way, is, is written in a very accessible format, which, which, which is great. Before I finish with you, Bernie, come back to COVID-19 f- for a minute, because it's dominated this program for the last year and a half. And every day we have people calling us up going, you're only telling one side of the story. They're lying to you. He's lying to you. It's all a narrative. It's all. Is that happening everywhere or is it just here in Ireland? No, sadly, it's, it is happening everywhere, and it's, it's happening um, in Canada, not as bad as in across the border um, in the US, where it, it's it, it has now become so split that you know you've got the two political parties there, and one party is actually now you know <laughs> actually publicising uh, and sort of this this sort of argument that uh, you know the, the COVID nineteen pandemic wasn't as bad as really people are making out, and uh, and, and the, the, the truth to it is you know i work with icu nurses um who've been swamped uh, with people dying some very healthy fit people have died of covid19 and they were you know these people that you know have the physique that we we try to aspire to in, in when we're younger uh, and they they got it and they died of respiratory failure as well as older adults a lot of older adults so it it is a, a, a serious global health issue and downplaying it um, and pretending that it's a, a conspiracy is really denying the reality of, of, of what, what we know is happening around the world. What draws people to a conspiracy like that, though? Is it that they're just desperate for it to be over and they're looking to for someone who'll tell them what they want to hear? I think that's partly it. Uh, partly it's a distrust of governments. And, you know, it doesn't help when governments act in, in ways that um, the, the, lose public trust as well. Um, and um, particularly this, the argument towards individuality over um, over that, but over you know the the idea of of, of being dominated by um, government policy or, or, or big organisational policy. But I think one of the issues is that um, the fundamental issue with this is it, it's a very complex problem, health problem, um, a global pandemic, and um, people seek solutions that are often easy to understand and uh, a conspiracy argument has a certain attraction to it because it is simple to understand and also if you've been in a a community where you haven't seen a huge amount of um, impact of the directly of the of the the virus um, then you might start to think well actually I haven't seen anyone with the virus Um, but what people don't understand and this is the trouble is risk um, of epidemic epidemiology and the, the the likelihood that you know if, if we don't contain these pandemics, what will happen? Um, and one in a hundred people dying doesn't sound a lot until you're told to get in an airplane and say, well, out of the three hundred passengers on this plane, three of you won't get there. Yeah, it's it's an analogy I've heard before. It's one that resonates. Bernie, the book is out this side of the water uh, later in July. It's been good to speak with you on the opinion line. Thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. Quartz 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 